Hello, Amit. Andrew, how are you? I'm good. How are you? How's things? Yeah, very good. Thank you. How has your week been? Uh, it's been good. Uh, it's been busy. Yeah, we obviously had a bit of a break last week. What about yourself? Yeah, yeah, the break, we decided to, uh, like all the greats, you know, Dave Litterman and uh, Johnny Carson, all that kind of stuff, we decided to give ourselves a break from the show last week. So there was an extended holiday here uh, for those of you watching and listening. So myself and Amit decided to take that chance to uh, take a breather from the growth show as well after 20, 29 episodes or whatever. So back this week. But yeah, I'd say kind of highlight really was um, going to my first live sporting event um since kind of covid kicked in so managed to get wow. down and see uh the kind of pre-race to dubai um a very yes. odd experience um but kind of rewarding at the same time right it was it was was uh, anyone else there no you sneak in <laughs> it was it was bizarre at one point yeah literally at one point being on the kind of 17th there and uh there was the the myself and a few of my buddies and and just the golfers and the caddies and that was it and the support oh, wow. staff no one around so um yeah it was cool um you, you can kind of see how they're doing it you know temperature checks everywhere and then you have to sign a disclaimer and there's on-site help if you feel ill or anything everyone masked up so yeah it was okay. kind of um and i guess the athletes have to do the the pcr tests every day in the caddies and everyone that's working at the event yeah um so yeah i mean i think hopefully these kind of events won't go on for much longer when it's like that but i mean at least there's there's live sport right yeah, look, that's huge. I think that's that's such a kind of um, it's it's a real kind of good step in the right direction, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, no, that's cool. I think we've seen the crowds at Premier League games as well this weekend, which is which is good. Yeah. Um, although I, I got a um, I got an invitation to ballot to get to an Everton game, and there's literally so much you have to do to be allowed into a stadium at the moment, but. Um, but it almost doesn't seem worth it. But I mean, it's literally, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of kind of hoops you've got to jump through, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Yeah. Like hopefully if we, we start to see the back of COVID and, and it's kind of impact on us all um, next year now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was, uh, what was your highlight and time off? Uh, so interestingly enough, um, obviously we had five days off in the UAE, but um my highlight actually was a was a webinar that I um, I was invited to, and um, so I presented at a webinar which was a first for me. Um, it was uh, it was a webinar that was basically organised uh, as part of kind of HubSpot's uh, user group series. Yeah, um, and it was hosted in uh, Israel, and um, and it's the first time that I've ever had the opportunity to speak to uh, you know an audience that is one hundred percent Israeli. Um, but it was, it was honestly, it was awesome. It was really, really cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, just, 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 I, I guess very eye opening in terms of a, um, the opportunities now that are kind of ahead of us. I think, you know, obviously we're aware we, we don't just have, uh, people from, from the local kind of UAE region yeah. with, you know, where we and Andrew are right now, uh, watching this, but, um, it was in September where the UAE and Israel basically signed uh, an agreement called the uh, Abraham Accord. Abraham Accord, which yeah. Is, yeah, which has basically just opened up trade between um, the UAE and Israel, and not just trade, but travel and, and all of the things that, if I'm honest, I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. I'm not sure about you, Andrew. I mean, you've been in this region for a long, long time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've kind of been down here 20 years and never, never thought that... Um, we'd be having a conversation like this, to be honest with you. And then also you being, you know, invited to speak at Hug. And, and I mean, now, you know, over the last few few weeks, making more connections um, in that part of the world. And uh, I'm going to be speaking, uh, having a conversation, uh, you know, this week with, with an agency over there talking about this space. And then we're going to be doing a session, you know, next week um, where we're going to be highlighting what it's like to do business uh, in Israel. So yeah. I think it will be interesting to see, you know, how, how that opportunities uh, start to present themselves, you know, because it's a part of the world that, as we said, there's a, we've got a lot of uh, viewers all over. So this is a pretty normal conversation for kind of people based back home in the US. But here we know nothing about that region. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of media yeah. blackout, right? 
grievances. It's a, it's a, yeah, so it's the same, right? So, so when we look at sort of, you know, we look at Israel. Obviously, we know we know about the sort of, you know, political difficulties and and the challenges that uh, you know that that are kind of faced by people. But um, I guess from a business perspective, um, Israel is almost again. It's been we we've got very little awareness about what's what's in that market. Yeah. Um, but I think what was apparent on that webinar that I did last week is. Um, people in Israel are equally unaware of what this region has to offer. Yeah. Um, you know, and, genu and genuinely, they, they don't really understand it at all. Um, and and so it's so it's 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 bizarre that in in this day and age, with the internet, with all the devices, yeah, with yeah. all the things that are around us, you've got two countries and the population of these countries that literally know next to nothing yeah. about about you know the other country. And I think it's it's fascinating. And I think there's going to be some some really kind of interesting collaboration, uh, like you mentioned. So you've got a webinar which you're speaking at tomorrow, yeah, which yeah. again is to the Israeli uh, audience. Yeah, uh, I think the Tel Aviv audience uh, tomorrow. And then, um, and then what we're going to be doing because again we've had some requests from a lot of our clients is we're going to be holding a reciprocal event next week, um, which is uh, essentially going to be inviting a, an agency similar to ours, another HubSpot agency, um, to come and speak at our event essentially yeah. um, so that if anyone has got any questions about Israel about doing business over there or just want to kind of understand more about um, you know some of the opportunities on offer um, then uh, you know there's, there's, there's a real kind of very easy entry point via our webinar so so guys yeah keep keep a look out for that we'll, we'll be sending emails out uh, kind of inviting those um, those interested um, but yeah if you have any kind of questions if you're interested in attending those just let us know as well yeah, great. Yeah, so um, thank you for joining us again, uh, or listening to us, as it were. Seeing people kind of pulling through. Um, incredible to still have you guys kind of with us for the regular uh, viewers and listeners. And obviously, you know, we we're finding new people finding it every week, which is uh, which is exciting uh, for us. So we've we've kind of moved into season two of the uh, Grow Show now, slightly different. Uh, so we kind of spend the the kind of forty five minutes to an hour. Uh, bubbling through kind of, I guess, hot topics of the week. So a couple of things that have caught our eye. We then take a bit of a deep dive on a particular topic. And then we like to finish on a bit of a kind of growth hack at the end. Um, as always, interactive sessions. So if you've got any questions, uh, chat functionality, Q&A functionality at the bottom, or if you're perhaps a bit kind of nervous, you can also reach out to us directly through email or, or obviously LinkedIn. So digital growth show, or sorry, growth show at, at digitalnexa.com and then individually. But um, what's, uh, what's, uh, what kind of caught your eye this week? Amit, what was kind of what excited you? Well, let's have the last couple of weeks, really, because it's obviously been two weeks since we were on. Yeah. So uh, a lot going on. What what kind of really raised the flag for you? Yeah, the big look, the big one in, in sort of the technology world was uh, Salesforce's uh, acquisition of Slack. Yeah, uh, which which was which was huge, um, which um, which I was personally very thankful for as well. But um, <laughs> But, but essentially, I mean, it was a huge deal, 27.7 sort of billion dollars uh, in, cash, in cash and stock. I got, I'll get my, I've got my small kind of portion of that. I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> but, it, but, I did, but I tell you what, it was bizarre because in the space of seven hours, Slack turned from my uh, worst performing stock to my best performing stock in the space <laughs> of seven hours. Um, you know, it was just bizarre because the stock went up 37% in a day yeah. um, just on the back of... Um, rumors. Yeah, rumors and, and kind of news coming out about Slack uh, being in conversations with Salesforce, and it was, <laughs> and it was, yeah. And eventually, um, so I think valuation is about sixteen billion, then, and obviously the final, the final kind of sale value was uh, was just under twenty eight billion. So kind of huge, uh, huge kind of upside, but but really interesting deal. I think you know, aside from all the, you know, all the kind of personal greed that I'm talking about, um, <laughs> you know, the um, the the actual deal itself, I think, is a phenomenal deal for both companies. Um, and, and look, we're we're kind of avid Slack users, and I yeah. and I think you know we've, I think we've now got employees in in six or seven different countries, and um, and I think if we didn't have Slack, I would be scared as to the amount of emails I think that uh, yeah. we would be getting on a daily basis right now, uh, yeah. in different time zones and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think 
Slack really, you know, saves, I would say probably about 60% of the, uh, my inbox, um, you know, I now only get copied into emails, which are kind of really relevant, but otherwise yeah. I think Slack, um, which I think is huge. And I think it's, I think it's a great deal. What, what about you? I mean, what was your kind of thoughts on this? Yeah, I, th I think, um, I, I think it's huge again. So I, I think, you know, for those of you that are not kind of aware of Slack, they call it that kind of enterprise social. So, uh, just a different way of communicating. And I know, I remember, going to uh, a talk from the CEO of um, HubSpot about three or four years ago, talking about the fact that, you know, email is going to be a thing of the past, basically, kind of down the road. That was their goal to to kind of revolutionize communication and, and more importantly, connectivity. So, you know, where, they, where they've done really well is just that, that whole kind of ecosystem, right, where you can plug in all of your other tools that you're using from a business perspective. So I think it's interesting from a Salesforce perspective as far as, you know, pulling in their offering. I mean, Salesforce obviously is most well known probably for a CRM solution, um, yep. but they're a lot more than that, right? Um, you know, and this this kind of bolsters their their portfolio. Um, I think what, what is interesting is Salesforce users just in the traditional sense, and if you, you have access to the platform, as a platform, because it is such a, a, a beast, it, it hasn't really kind of changed too much from a user or functionality yeah, perspective. Right um over the years whereas slack is almost poles apart from a usage perspective right as soon as people jump on slack they get it, it becomes part of their you know day-to-day -day, right and, and and it's very easy to to integrate to use it's a SaaS space whereas so i think the dynamic will be interesting on how they start to um offer this to companies and clients yeah. obviously existing companies and yeah yeah, I mean, it basically gives them a, a competing product with the likes of Microsoft and Oracle. Yeah. But I think what 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 it so how I see it working is um, essentially you'll be able to use the the functionality of Salesforce without going into Salesforce. Yeah, right. There, there's going to be you know direct sort of Slack functionality, so people who are comfortable you're not on that platform. Like okay, yeah. it's you know if you if you haven't used Slack, it's essentially WhatsApp for business, right? Um, yeah. you know, and, and very kind of similar, very kind of short message based. Um, uh, but, but essentially you can, you can add different actions, you can trigger different things, uh, with Slack. And I think, you know, there's already nice integrations. I mean, the HubSpot Slack integration is really nice. And, um, and I think Salesforce have obviously got a similar integration as well with Slack, but I yeah. think with this now, it just goes on another notch. So I think, I think it's huge. I think, I think the, uh, I think Salesforce, you know, I think, I've read in a couple of different places um, that they, they think Salesforce is that next sort of trillion dollar enterprise. Um, and, and, and at the moment, I think it's valued at about 217 billion or something. So there's some serious upside there. Um, but, but I think this is just a, just a deal that can really elevate Salesforce and, and at least double its valuation in the next couple of, couple of years, I think. Um, so, so yeah, Amit's uh, Amit stock tip, get Salesforce now, right? We need to, we need to have a weekly uh, Amit stock tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I did say Slack is my worst performing stock, and this was just a miracle, right? So, so don't take, <laughs> don't, don't take, don't take my advice. Uh, so, Andrew, Andrew, what's caught, what's, what's caught your eyes there this week? Uh, my mine was on the back of um, our kind of previous uh, growth show when we spoke about the potential of Black Friday and kind of Cyber Monday. Uh, so, so that they obviously happened, um, you know, and, and obviously the results are in and understandably, um, you know, the, all the numbers are up, right? So from a, from a, a kind of numbers perspective, 20, close to 22% up on last year with 9 billion on Black Friday, 15% um, on Cyber Monday at 10 billion. So um, all those numbers are up, but, but it was some of the other highlights that, that I thought were worth, you know, kind of discussing and, first one was um, um, Shopify. So uh, during that time, Black Friday, Shopify um, were uh, processing $1.6 million uh, worth of sales every minute. Every on minute. Stores, every minute. Um, based over what, 24 hours? 24 or based hours, over right? Because they're, 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 they're wow. e-commerce, wow. so, wow. um, which, is, which is a staggering number. 
yeah. for, from a from a kind of e-commerce platform. So so I think that number is interesting. I think you know the the we've seen a rise of of even so Shopify in this region wasn't particularly well known, but there's been an increase in in that platform as well as far as getting getting online and getting your store up and running pretty simply. So I think that's interesting. But on the on the flip of that. Um, there was an increase in kind of curbside pickup as well. So, you know, in the US and, and in Europe, they, there's the, the whole curbside pickup. So order online, but actually yeah. go and pick it up at a store, right? Um, you know, and there's there's there was a, there was an increase in that as well. Not not only from a from a retail perspective, but also that you're seeing a lot of restaurants doing the same thing. Okay. Um, and, and I often find that that dynamic interesting. I, I guess we're quite fortunate especially living in Dubai, that, that delivery, they will deliver anywhere, anything you want. Um, but if you're living in, you know, the US or you're living out in, in, in Europe, some of that catchment area, just not in it, right? Um, so I think that, you know, that hybrid of, you know, buying online, but then actually going and picking up, uh, it's quite an interesting, I don't know, interesting. I mean, did, have you done that yourself? Have you, have you kind of mixed the two, blended it? I haven't, but you know what? I mean, if, if I, it just makes so much sense. It's, it's almost bizarre that we've had to wait until now for this to become a thing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, because if we're doing, we'd, we'd, you know, and I've, I've seen obviously, you know, shop online and pick up at store, but, but the whole curbside thing, I think is, is really interesting. I mean, look, me, obviously people are being super cautious in terms of COVID. Uh, if we're looking at, you know, people avoiding shopping malls, I mean, this this could be this could be a bit of a retail saver, right? I mean, if if yeah. the technology's out there, so why yeah. why wouldn't someone say, hey, look, if I can buy online and literally, or even even reserve my product to the point where somebody from the store comes out with my bags, with a credit card machine, I can just you know still do a contactless transaction, uh, you know, through my phone or or whatever it is. Um, but I mean, it's a, it feels like a bit of a no-brainer, right? Yeah, look, I did. So what's interesting is, um, you know, I think you and I are probably at the, the, you know, the forefront of adoption of technology and new things. You know, we're very kind of people out the cave, as it were. Uh, sometimes I think our parents are not really at the forefront of that. But my folks have done curbside before me. Um, so so right. basically, you know, being being in that, you know, being older, obviously, and currently with COVID, um, they don't want to be, you know, necessarily walking around a mall, walking around a shop. So, so they've done that. They, they've ordered online, you know, and then while they've been out on, on the kind of, you know, in the car, it was kind of, let's go and pick it up and pick up curbside. And, and they said, you know, it just worked shockingly. It was kind of one of those things where it was, oh, this isn't going to work. Um, but they do that. And they also, they do it in a couple of different stores here now, um, which is, which is quite interesting. So yeah. I think they, they, you know, they, they've, they've really kind of, uh, you know, taken hold of that. But it's interesting how that that's happened in the US and, and Europe as well. Yeah, look, I think I think that's, I think that's really, that's it to stay. I think that's it to stay. But I think there's, there's two points related to that. I think the first is uh, people like my wife would still go to the mall because there's the off chance she can spend more money. Yeah. Um, and so she'll fight COVID and whatever else is thrown out to do that. <laughs> And, and the second thing is you said the word cave and I didn't laugh because you look like a caveman. I didn't crack a joke or anything like that. So I just want to just want to kind of highlight. I feel that. like I, I don't know if you probably remember, but uh, I'm, I'm broadcasting from effectively my broom cupboard. Uh, which right. is, uh, if you remember Andy Peters or Philip Schofield when we, when we were kids. <laughs> um that was it that was a studio so yeah i'm gonna to have to put up a plaque somewhere and put broom cupboard or i could call it the cave actually i quite like the cave that's uh i, I definitely need cave put works. that on my christmas list cave works cave works awesome cool so yeah i guess yeah so anything else on that andrew the um... just, a, just a couple of like so uh, you know one of the one of the things is uh, back to you and i being um, you know, forefront, uh, we, we're very comfortable buying on mobile. Still, there's some people that are not uh, comfortable buying on mobile, but obviously mobile saw a huge increase, over a 25% increase in, in, in sales as well. Um, and then just back to your point about your missus, you know, fighting through COVID to get out there. Um, there was an increase in uh, individual stores and a decrease in mall spend. So people were going out, people that like the traditional bricks and mortar, um, but they didn't want to go to a crowded uh, shopping mall. So I think those, you know, that, that's interesting as well. But I, I think, 
you know, as time goes on, as you said, the phrase there, here to stay, I think as, as more of these things work um, and there's been an investment to get them working, there's no sense in kind of rolling back afterwards. No. Uh, you know, even once we were all kind of COVID free and got our vaccines and all that, you know, a year down the line, hopefully, you know, I don't think I can see them rolling it back. It's just, well, how do we improve more? How do we, you know, and a lot of that is based on ease of use, um, you know, safety, whatever the case may be. But I, but I think we're going to continue to see those changes, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Look, there's a ton of things that I think have improved our lives in the last year. Simple yeah. as that, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think the, the ones that really have made us more efficient, you know, and all of those things, they're, they're here to stay, you know, irrespective yeah. of, you know, if there's a vaccine tomorrow, which everyone takes, some of those things are, are never going to go away now, which, yeah. is, which is cool, which is cool. Well, so, I mean, look, this brings us nicely on to our deep dive, yeah? So yeah. each week we're going to take us into a deep dive and uh, thinking of, you know, talking of things that are uh, changing or, or ever-changing, as it were, and kind of moving forward. Um, the, the boys over at, uh, and girls, to be fair, the boys and girls over at Google have been uh, been busy, right? Um, they've, they've rolled out a, a core update. But, yeah. But what does that so, mean? What are, yeah, what does it mean? What's it mean? sounds yeah. cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, so so it really isn't cool, is the, is the whole thing. So, um, so yeah, look, so Google, obviously, from a search engine perspective, um, never make our lives simple. I think it's probably, you know, the easiest way, but the nicest way of putting it. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason is that they're kind of ever-changing their algorithm, the kind of code that runs their search engines. And, um, and December the 3rd, so right in the middle of our nice five day weekend and <laughs> Google decide to roll out a new algorithm and they never tell you that an algorithm is being rolled out. This is the other thing. And so, uh, so the rollout started on a third. Now the rollout, you know, typically within the first couple of days is where you see a lot of changes, but these, this rollout sometimes takes maybe a week or two weeks to fully kind of roll out. Is it, and, is um, it, um, Amit, is it like a global rollout so that they hit a button yeah. and it goes, global or is it kind of us europe middle east asia how does it work yeah so i think back in the day it used to be done almost by sort of google domain but now the way it works is is they flick a switch and right. every every google domain every google search engine is suddenly updated okay and like i said i mean you're talking about you know billions if not kind of trillions of search results right yeah so um so it takes a bit of time to roll out but um, yeah, this time, this time, I mean, they, they, they annoyed a lot of people this time because A, they've done it just before, um, before the festive season. Um, and, and a lot of people went and said, look, you know, you guys are like very insensitive. This is the year of COVID and, you know, businesses are suffering and, and we're all struggling and you've just basically made our lives much more difficult. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a couple of ways of looking at this. Google turned around and said, okay, yeah, but we did it after Black Friday and after Cyber Monday. Right. Um, the other way of looking at it is Thanks. if Google have suddenly upset you, know, yeah, if Google have suddenly upset your search rankings and you're dependent on that for Christmas and New Year, yeah, um, you're going to have to spend money. I mean, so the, you know, it's there's no kind of nice way of really looking at this. The reality is that um, Google have just made maybe a lot of people's lives more difficult. There's some people who will benefit obviously on the back of this, um, but you know, it, and, and the thing is, it wasn't a small update. This time around, it was a huge update, and and they they do this kind of. Andrew mentioned it earlier. It's called the December core update, um, and they normally do two or three of these sort of core updates every year. The last one was in May, and I think prior to that was January. Right. But the one in May, for example, uh, just wasn't as significant as this one. You know, so this one was really kind of significant, um, and I've got, I've got I mean some numbers as well, which I would want. You know, obviously we've been doing a lot of research, just making sure that you know our clients always you know on top of this, but. Um, but if I, if I tell you that, you know, on a normal kind of search engine results page, so you type in a query into Google, you press search, um, that first page of Google, 98% um, of search results were impacted on that first page, right? Which is, which, yeah, which is virtually every page, right? Yeah, of course. Um, in May, it wasn't as high. It was still high, 93%. But, it, but I think the real difference is uh, in the top three positions. So, so look, in Google... Um, and if you guys are familiar with, you know, how kind of search engines and, and SEO and all those kind of things work, you know, first page of Google is kind of gold. 
Um, second page of Google, we call the graveyard because no one ever kind of goes there. And, and, and you know, there's that famous joke, which is like, where's the best place to hide a, a dead body? And it's uh, page two of Google. Um, but you've got, you know, essentially, first page is really where you want to be. But within that first page, 60, 70, 80% of the clicks will go to those first three websites that pop up. And, okay. um, and, and where, where that was different and how that was kind of impacted uh, more than May was uh, 55% of the top three said their positions were impacted across the world. Uh, whereas in May, it was just over a third. So you're talking over a half versus just over a third. And again, significant. Um, and if you're dependent on organic traffic, if you don't have a you know, PPC, Google budget as such, um, you know, that kind of impact uh, can be catastrophic, uh, catastrophic for business, right? Well, like, I, I mean, I think if we go back, was it Panda, which was the big one that, that kind of disrupted and there was a potential class action lawsuit in the US that, that you know, just people that had relied on Google and Google My Business for the last 10 years just dropped off the face of the earth as if they closed yeah. overnight, correct? Yeah. And yeah, and I mean, even I think with that rollout, BMW were hit, right? I mean, they, Google don't take any prisoners, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's you're either, you're either here or you're not. And if yeah. you're not here, then there's a good chance that you're going to benefit uh, on the back of someone else's downfall. But, um, but, you know, you know, you're not, you're not actually, I mean, I've, I've got some examples of companies that were really kind of hit and, and people that weren't. And, and again, just to put that into context, you know, some of the biggest kind of losers, let's start, let's start with that. You know, people with the websites that were kind of affected more than others were sites like Pinterest, for example, right? Um, Pinterest had an impact of about four and a half percent, which again, when you're talking about, you know, hundreds of millions of page views uh, every month, I mean, that's significant. Um, so the, yellow the, page, the, yeah. Before we get into that, like, so, so Google effectively, I mean, these, these algorithm updates are all about us, right, as users. Effectively, what they're trying to do is they're trying to deliver yeah. the best result to us, yeah. right? I mean, that's, yes. that's their that's their positioning, that's their line, correct? Yeah. So, so Google, I think, honestly, for about, I don't know, I mean, probably forever, but they've just vocalized it more in the last, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years where they've said, Look, it's it's really about making sure that we're driving value by providing you know the most accurate and the best quality search results uh, for our users, right? And I think it was, you know, they'd seen off the threat of Yahoo and they'd free, you know, and all these other search engines, and they became that global sort of dominant player, excluding yeah. obviously China and, and Russia and sorts. But um, but essentially, what they, you know, they they almost became the police of the internet, right? So if you right. if you're searching for something. Essentially, it's in Google's hands whether they show your business or not. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's why they have those antitrust issues and all of those kinds of things, you know, across the world, because, yeah. because they, they have enormous amounts of power when it comes to the online world. So, yeah. you know, so, so that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what it is. But, but Google are adamant saying, well, look, irrespective of all of that, we're just trying to do something simple, which is if someone's searching for something, it's our duty to provide the best quality result for that person. Yeah. Um, right. We don't want to provide something that's maybe false, but it's not accurate. Um, you know, where someone's trying to play our system and pretend to be good when they're not. You know, we want to show the best sites with the best quality, the best content. Yeah. You know, that, that loads up the fastest so that, you know, the users don't get frustrated. And if we're doing all of these things, then we're doing our job. And, and that's and that's how they continue to grow. Right. And the business business uh, succeeds yeah. on the back of it. But, and like I said, they don't take no prisoners. So exactly, you know, yeah. So so I mean, like you said, so take that. I mean, yeah, Pinterest is massive, and they got took a hit. Yeah. Who else? Who else took a hit? Uh, Yellowpages.com, yeah. um, Getty Images. Yeah, exactly. It's your former life. Um, Getty Images, um, Local.com, AliExpress. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, you know, like again, big big sites, and but I mean, there do, were some. Do we know why? Well, right? Do we know why? We don't, right? I mean, so no, this is the point. And, and I think, you know, I'll, I'll come on to that in a second. But okay. essentially, Google have said, if you're here, then there might not be anything wrong with your site, yeah. you know, which is which causes even more frustration because you're trying to figure out, okay, well, yeah. something's got to be wrong. Um, yeah, so it's like, a, it's a breakup, right? It's, it's not you, it's yeah. me, right? right. Well, hold and, on a minute. How is it? Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And, um, you know, so that, that obviously just even adds to even, you know, adds to, you know, more complexity to something that's, you know, crazily complex in the first place. So, so not ideal, but, 
I mean, some of those winners. Winners, you know, the tell us the winners. Yeah, the ones who kind of benefited. LinkedIn did well. Right. Um, right. eBay did well. Vimeo did well. Um, Business Wire, so again, quality news sites. Um, Foursquare, blast from the past. Uh, you know, they, these guys have done well. But but again, it's like, you know, so, so look, there's been a lot of challenge. People have been like, okay, firstly, you've launched this algorithm, you know, just in a, at the start of our busy season for Christmas. The second thing is you're not telling us why websites have fluctuated. Um, and, and so Google have kind of done what they normally do and come out with some, hey, here's some things that you should consider. Um, right. and, and one of the things they've said is, you know, consider don't changing anything. You know, consider right. the fact that okay. actually your site's fine. You know, it's optimized well. And if you've taken a hit, um, and the way they've kind of described it, I guess is even more frustrating. It's like, it's, uh, so I think it, I'm trying to think who it was, but someone inside of Google came out and said, imagine you've got a top 100 favorite films list. Okay? Yeah. And you created that list two years ago, right? Guess what? Another good film's come out between then and now. Right. right. So your your top 100 films list today might be significantly different to what it was two years ago. Okay. And guess what? You know, so we've got to take into account the new players, the ones that are right. cool, the ones okay. that come into fashion, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And you kind of get it, but then you know, it obviously, uh, you know, is is painful for certain businesses as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, look, the other things that Google are saying, like if you have been caught up in this, is go back and have a look at your content. So content is still very much kind of. Uh, top and center of, of a lot of Google changes. Okay. Um, so they're saying, look, go back and look at your content. Is it original content? Is it inf uh, is the information correct? Is it relevant today? Uh, does it go into enough detail? Uh, is it based on research? Is it based on analysis? Do you have information to back it up? Whatever you're saying. Um, you know, they've said, look, go back and have a look at that. Um, what you, you know, does your, does your content provide use? Does it help people? That's that's a okay. big thing. We've spoken we've spoken about this in the past. That Google we call Google an answers engine, not a search engine yeah. in our yeah. in our company, and um, and that plays into the answers engine side of it, right? If if someone's looking for an answer, is that answer helpful? So um, you know, so they Google are saying, hey, look at look at that. Um, they're saying, look, if you're referencing other sources, other websites, make sure it's correctly annotated, um, make sure it's accurate. Don't just copy and paste add value so if someone is saying hey um i don't know you know christmas trees are green explain why perhaps rather than just copy and paste christmas trees are green i don't know um but you know they're saying you've got to add value with your content they just kind of you know go with what other people are saying right uh, and then and they've also said other things like you know go you know make sure your headlines are formatted and structured properly um one thing, you know, there, there's a whole kind of, we see it on social all the time, right? Which is basically annoying sort of clickbaity articles. Yeah. Um, really annoying shit, right? Oops. Yeah. Um, really annoying stuff. So um, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to remind me about this later, right? But basically, you know, we see it on Twitter. We see it on um, on Facebook now. Yeah, it's all over here. It's everywhere. And it's it's really annoying because you go in there and, and, and that, the article is essentially uh, a piece of crap, right? And yeah, so you won't believe this. Right. And, and so Google are now saying, if you have those kinds of headlines in your content, we're going to penalize you, right? So make sure it doesn't have that. Don't have anything which is, you know, being exaggerated. Don't have anything which is shocking in nature. Um, you know, I think that's, that's kind of important. Um, and then, you know, there's a whole load of other stuff. I mean, look, we've got a full list, guys. If, if you guys are interested in, in, you know, A, if you feel as if you've been impacted, uh, check it out we, we'll actually give you some kind of tips or hacks at the end of this to help you kind of figure that out um but if you are looking for you know information so that you can figure out how you've been affected or how badly you've been affected or what you can do to kind of resolve that um you know we, we've got a, we've got some advice there as well um but yeah i mean a whole load of stuff even things like spelling and you know some very kind of basic stuff um and then there's some kind of non-basic stuff as well but essentially you know, it, it's still up to Google at the end of the day. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I, I guess, really, then it's it the, the challenge here is that because they don't, not only do they not provide, you know, a roadmap, as it were, to say, you know, this is what you need to do to to do X, yeah. um, but actually, you know, they're making changes and they're saying, look, listen, guys, you know, hang back, right? 
Um, these are some of the things you might want to do, but actually you might want to do anything. I mean, what it like yeah. for, for us, let's say now, um, obviously the team have been, let, let's turn it on us. And, and our team has been not only looking, you know, our clients, but also Nexa, right? Um, so what are, what are we doing now to, to, to make sure, are we, are we sitting back? Are we, are we waiting or what, what's, what's our game plan? No, I was like, as soon as I got the notification that something was <laughs> happening, I was all over it. So that was that was the third of no, the fourth of December for us was basically uh, me and a couple of our team literally just going through all of the data, understanding what was going on, um, and um, yeah, look. So so we have we've been it's been interesting for us. So we've got we've been positively impacted. Um, for about five of our services and there's one service where we've seen a slight drop um but again nothing that's too scary so we, we've we've actually been one of the ones that benefited it's too early to tell uh, the impact on traffic right now um, but we'll get an idea of that in the next uh, in the next few days but um but again we're just going to keep monitoring it because this rollout could take another another sort of seven to ten days so we've just got to keep an eye on it and what's interesting, I think, is, you know, as you mentioned, if we go back to those kind of winners and losers, I think what's interesting is it's, it's affecting all different sites. So, you know, a, a LinkedIn in a positive manner and then Pinterest in a negative manner from a social sphere. But then you've yeah. got AliExpress, um, you know, which is which is, I guess, is that a loser as well? And eBay, that was another loser, right? So no, eBay was eBay was sorry a sorry eBay was yeah. a eBay was a winner and then AliExpress was a loser. Yeah. So I mean, it impacts this this rollout has impacted all of uh, all of the all of the sites. Yeah. Yeah. So so look, there's there's always actually there's been there's been a consistent theme with Google uh, when they do these updates. Okay. And there's certain sectors which are always more impacted than others. Okay. Um, and there's four really kind of four that are probably the most impacted. Right. Uh, healthcare. Um, okay. and, and, and I think as I kind of read this out, you probably understand why. So healthcare, finance, retail, and travel. <clears throat> travel okay. isn't always affected, but this time it has been. If yeah. we look at the first two, healthcare and finance, these, these are very kind of important topics that impact us all, right? Yeah. Um, now, if we're taking poor financial advice by reading something on a website, um, that can be troubling, right? Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately... I could blame Google because they were the one that showed me that website. Right. Okay. Um, right. In the same way, healthcare. Right. If I'm again, you know, I think the the kind of richest doctor in the world is Doctor Google. Right. Where so yeah. anyone's got, you know, anyone's got, um, you know, a headache, they go straight yeah. to Google and try to diagnose themselves. Scare themselves. And again, yeah, scare themselves because invariably it's one of three things when you kind of go through those <laughs> yeah. machines. Right. Yeah. Um, but but essentially um how it's you know that can that can have a massive impact right what if people get scared frightened you know all of these things so yeah so there's a real push towards okay we've got to make sure that the content on healthcare finance sites are correct okay. um retail has been affected this time but i'm not sure whether that's again kind of more kind of skewed because of a change in environment from a covid perspective you know are people now looking for more online solutions versus yeah. you know um brick and mortar stores um, well, travel yeah, was back, certainly affected. But, but, but sorry, back to your, back to your, you know, the guy inside Google who said your top 100 films were changed in the last two years. I mean, yeah. retail has probably been, you know, changed the most, right? Out of any kind. Well, one of the top five sectors that's been impacted by COVID. So I imagine that's that's where they've yeah. been doing those tweaking, perhaps. So I, I don't know. I mean, we can speculate, but it feels yeah. like it deserves to be on the list, right? No, 100%. And look, if you look at healthcare, if you look at retail, if you look at travel, these are three COVID industries that have been massively impacted, right? And to yeah. an extent, finance as well. But the point is, is, you know, these are typically the ones that are always affected. And, and actually, 99% of these sites have had an impact, right, which again, is significant. So, um, you know, only 1% are kind of sitting pretty ranking where they previously were, but the rest have been affected. So, so, so I think that's that's kind of important. So, so you said, obviously, you know, for, for the people kind of watching and listening and, and they may want to kind of go back to their team or speak to their agency, um, you know, I mean, what, what, what are some of the questions they should be asking? Like, I mean, should they dive straight into, 
you know, their, their kind of Google Analytics and see visits, uh, page views, bounce? I mean, what, what are some of the kind of top three things that if they could say, hey, listen, yeah. uh, guys, you, you know, you doing this or not doing this? I mean, what, what, yeah. what, what about that? No, I think first and foremost, if you've got access to data and you're not an agency, go and access the data. Don't wait for your agency to, to come and kind of tell you the lay of the land because I think it's important that you know, because this is, yeah. you know, if, if, if you're a business that relies on your organic traffic um, and if you rely on your organic traffic for sales or for leads, um, you need to know what's going on, right? Because the sooner you can react, the better. Yeah. Um, now, what does this, what does this all kind of really mean um, in the kind of general, general scheme of things? Um, you know, in terms of where you can go, the, yeah. the first place, like you said, it's analytics. Okay. The second thing I would do is make sure you get access to Google Search Console. Um, right. right. Analytics will show you, okay, look, it will show you a traffic trend. And if your traffic is like this and all of a sudden it goes down, there's a good chance you've been hit. Google Search Console is the tool that will tell you where you've been hit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it might not be every difference, every single search term related to business. It yeah. might just be a specific service. Um, you know, so if you're a plumber, um, maybe you're doing well for toilets, but not so well for kitchens all of a sudden, right? Right, but, yeah. But, it's, but essentially in Google Search Console, you can go in there, three or four clicks, and you can get a very clear idea as to um, maybe which search terms, which topics, which you know, which services or products that you have have been the ones that are most affected. Um, and it's important to just check that because again, that may give you some insights in terms of, okay, what's different to those pages compared to the ones that have perhaps even gone okay. up. Yeah, so yeah. it might be something like you worked on three years ago, you haven't touched, yeah. you've worked on all the other pages and perhaps that's impacted or some of the newer ones have been more impacted. Yeah, yeah. And, and the last thing to do is the easiest, right? Which is go on Google and search as many different types of search terms as you can for your business without your brand yeah. name and, and see where you are, right? And, you know, if yeah. you're not doing this regularly anyway, you're probably doing your website a disservice, but, mm. but this is something that... Um, you know, honestly, you should probably be doing every two or three days, irrespective of whether there's a rollout or not, right? You should be seeing where you are, especially for kind of important search terms. You want to kind of know exactly, um, you know, where you're ranking, where you're positioned for that, because, you know, a, a positional change of one, right? Whether you go up or down can be very dramatic on your business. Yeah. Um, so, so again, those, those three things, I think 100% go and do that because, you know, you'll, you'll have much better kind of insights. Excellent. No, that's good. I think I think look, you, you know that that should arm you with um, some knowledge at least to to kind of move forward and make make some uh, make some progress, right? Um, yeah. But I guess as you said that you know even as basic as going into Google and searching, um, that's that's kind of uh, that's it. Um, look, I think this brings us nicely onto our kind of growth hack of the week, right? Um, so we, we actually there's there's one more thing. Sorry, mate. Um, so look, I mentioned earlier that Google don't really tell us when there's an algorithm update. Yeah. So so when they do tell us, we've got to take it seriously. Okay. And so um, so what a lot a lot of people have been kind of um, saying is um, that this kind of uh, core update was linked to the 2021 page experience update, which they've told us are going to roll out in May next year. Okay. And right. what they're doing now is they're saying that they're going to be kind of enhancing their signals related to user experience on a website, page experience on a page level, and those pages on a website which provide poor experience from a user perspective are potentially likely to get punished. So, so like I said, when they do tell you something's going to happen, don't ignore that, right? Let's, let's kind of make sure that, you know, you're on top of it, you understand the good pages and the bad pages of your website. And, um, and so you can act accordingly. No, that's great. Yeah, I, I think sometimes as well, these are these are these are the things that business tend to, you know, let's let's say, um, just become, you know, a bit laissez-faire with it, right? A bit casual, you know. It, it's kind of my site's up, it's running. I've got to get on with other stuff. I've got to run a campaign. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Um, but it's, it's it's important to make sure that these changes are put in place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Sorry, mate. So you go for it. No, 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 no. So look, I think any time we can we can continue to kind of prove value and give give some of those uh, some of those tips away. So each week we want to kind of end end our show with a bit of a growth hack, um, and that may be a tool, it might be a website, 
uh, it might just be, you know, we spoke about this um, uh, first episode of season two last uh, two weeks ago. We spoke about the fact about putting adding 2021 um, in some of your titles, obviously, to 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 your blog articles and some of your content on your site. Uh, we've seen an uptake across all clients and, and ourselves. So that was that was kind of there. But we've got we've got a tool this time. Right. And this is something that the teamwork use daily. Right. Yeah, it's, it's one of the tools that we use. And, and actually, the reason I'm kind of throwing it out there is very much linked to what we just spoke about with Google, um, because there's a free component to it. Um, but there's a tool which I think, if you guys aren't kind of familiar with how search works, um, how SEO works, potentially, how websites rankings work, and, and all the data that's associated to that, there's a very cool tool called uh, Ubersuggest. Um, which has been created by a guy called Neil Patel, kind of big prominent uh, digital marketer in the States. And, and um, so it's Uber Suggest, if you just Google that. But now there's a couple of things that you guys should do here. So the first is create an account um, and it's a free account. So you don't worry about kind of paying or upgrading or anything like that for now. The second thing is if you're using Chrome as your browser, um, then there's a, a plugin that you can install which is, uh, which is the Uber Suggest for Chrome plugin. And what that does is literally changes how your Google search engine results page looks, um, which is maybe more useful when you're kind of doing searches for your own business, rather than if you're kind of just doing a normal search for Christmas decorations or something along those lines. So, because what, what, this, what this page will now look like is it will tell you uh, more information about every website that's listed on that search engine results page in terms of how strong the domain is, maybe what that monthly traffic of that website is, you know, kind of important information. Um, and then the second thing it does is it will tell you uh, things like if you were to place an advert on this page, what would it cost? Yeah. Um, and which I think is really useful because say, yeah, for yeah. example, you do, you do search for something which you think is relevant for your business and you're not visible. Um, you don't have to now go to an agency. You don't have to then go and try and, hack around in Google AdWords to try and find this data out. There's a table that will pop up on the right-hand side of your uh, your results page, and it will say, hey, for this search term, uh, there's this number of searches per month, and this is the cost per click. And so, um, and, there's, and there's a whole host of tools. So even things like um, competition analysis, if you even want to understand, um, it's quite funny, right, Andrew, when we, we've spoken about this before, but, um, when we're speaking to a client and we say to them sometimes, you know, especially when we're talking about search engine marketing, um, who are you, who are your competitors? And they give us a list of maybe seven or eight competitors. And yeah. then you go onto Google and you can't find any of those competitors, but you can yeah. find a whole, you can find nine others. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and what this tool will allow you to do, there's, there's a, a competitor, um, almost like a competitor ID tool. And it will kind of, put itself in Google shoes and say, right, if you put in your website domain, it will show you who the competitors are for that domain in the eyes of Google, which is often very different to who you believe your competitor yeah. is, right? Yeah. Um, because Google will say, actually, all right, you're saying that you're competing with company A and B, but actually the ones that you're really competing with from a search perspective are company C, D and E, right? And, yeah. and so that just kind of starts to get you thinking in a slightly different way because um, because, you know, based on that, you might find opportunities. It might be kind of new, new kind of areas of business to look at, but, but things like that, I think are really kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, this, there's a number of different tools within Uber Suggest. Um, so this is obviously a free tool. Um, yeah. what's the upgraded version? Like if you put a bit of money behind it, what, what does it give you? Um, it's, it, it basically gives you just more data. Right. So, and that's, and that's why I don't think it's, um, 100% necessary for people to go in and purchase it straight away. Um, I think it's, have a look at it. If you don't feel as if you're then getting the right level of data for your business, think about upgrading. And, and to be honest with you, uh, upgrading is is relatively cheap. I think it's, you know, there's a lifetime subscription. It's not like a monthly subscription. Right. Um, it's like a lifetime subscription of about $200 or something along those lines. Um, so from a value, value for money perspective, it's well worth it. But, but only if you feel as if the data you're getting isn't, isn't giving you the value you need. No. Yeah, look, I think the thing is that, you know, the reason that we want to kind of share these tools is is they're out there, 
right? There's, there's, there's kind of, you don't necessarily have to walk around blind anymore. There's so much information. And obviously over the next few weeks, we're going to kind of try our best to kind of, you know, share the latest and greatest, but also ones that we've tested, ones that we've used, uh, ones that we know that worked as well, right? Um, yeah. And then just some of these other hacks as well. That That's essentially what it is because, you know, as, as we've, you know, top of the hour and, uh, and also just from a, uh, presentation perspective it is the growth show right so um you know we we do want to help uh, business grow we want to help uh, individuals grow etc yeah. so you know this is this is kind of where we want to start pulling in some of those tools yeah perfect and i've just noticed is that a skateboarding trophy behind your head no no actually that's a uh, that's a bmx trophy uh, bmx yeah, yeah yours yeah. is it your bmx yeah, yeah yeah back in the day mate yeah amazing amazing okay <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to put, I think what I'm going to do is each week, I'm going to put different things on the shelf um, and then do a, do a spot the, do a, do a spot the, spot the elf on the shelf or do a drinking game or, or something like that. You've mentioned Christmas decorations like four or five times today in Christmas trees. So oh, mate, I feel I'm like that, that definitely happened over the yeah, break. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm literally surrounded. There's no escaping it in my house. So, um, yeah. <laughs> two little kids and this is what you get so it's all good <laughs> perfect good stuff cool. right. awesome okay. i think mate, i think we're, we're we're good for today uh, yep. guys if like we'll hang on another 30 seconds or so if you've got any questions you want to share um well, i think we've got some interesting stuff there we're going to talk about in the next few weeks i think you know again more kind of tech news um i think it'll be good andrew maybe towards um the latter part of uh, the month to really kind of throw down our 2021 predictions like real yeah. kind of yeah what we really kind of think people should be focusing on crystal ball stuff. um yep and and again all stuff that hopefully everyone can sort of action themselves you know don't necessarily need agencies for um but real kind of things that you know we think are going to be important moving forward as well because i think it's going to be a tough year next year um yeah, yeah for sure yeah i mean there's a, a there's 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 definitely there's definitely some movement in some different directions some some just best practice that that's been working over the last you know six ten months and, and will continue yeah. to work so but there's definitely kind of chances of new opportunities rolling into 2021 so uh happy days but uh yep good uh good session today guys thank you for for listening as always thank you for watching uh, we do put these shows up on YouTube as well. So we've got people kind of watching on YouTube, listening on uh, podcasts, wherever they're found, and also just obviously up on the up on the site as well. So we do appreciate you guys listening, sharing, uh, and obviously watching as well. Um, you know, we, we, we do this show for, for you. So it's, it's nice to nice to have that. But um, yes, uh, I think, uh, I think we've come to the end. Didn't know we've got any questions today. So uh, anything, as we said previously, you can connect myself and Amit on LinkedIn, just go and search for us or obviously go back to the site, digitalnexa.com and uh, reach out to us there, guys. Awesome. Very cool. Cool. All right, have a good week and uh, we'll catch up with everyone uh, next week. See you later, everyone. Yeah, Cheers. take care, everyone. Have a good one. Bye-bye.